Hello, good evening. My name is Thomas, and you're welcome to the Glory Field. And I'm here with my wife, Marcia. And today we want to continue our conversation from yesterday. And we are looking at our experience specifically with Chinese Christians, Chinese men and women of faith, and how that impacted our lives as people coming from outside the Chinese culture. So, my love? Well, when I think about the Chinese Christians that I've known in China, first of all, I made lifelong friends. I made family. I made a mother. I made a sister. <laughs> um, and I mean, someone who's come to America to visit oh, yeah. my family. Still, I came here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, someone who I'm naming my daughter after. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, what I learned from someone like Stella, she was the first Christian friend that I made, and she's been to visit my family, and we've had a close bond. I learned generosity. I learned faithfulness to God. Um, I learned devotion in prayer and in study. She would send me things, and she would even learn things in English uh, for the purpose of ministering to people. <laughs> And there were conferences um, where she would travel in, in the case of where she was, um, the church she was connected to, excuse me, to Korea to do conference or, I mean, a level of dedication and a level of faith that says, we don't have money for the conference. What should we do? Let's pray. Yeah. That's it. There wasn't a, let's do a fundraiser, sell cookies. <laughs> let's pray. The Lord will provide. First, pray. Yes. And seeing miracles happen. And then the level of sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. I think about when uh, we had the baptisms and how Jacqueline's mother was so emotional and touched by her daughter being baptized. And we have footage of that. I mean, yeah, being just, I mean... I, I don't know how to explain. Jacqueline is a friend we made um, at a house, church, slash Bible study that we attended with some of our friends um, who, are in, who are missionaries, actually, yeah. in China. So we would meet regularly and consistently. We met for almost two years, mm -hmm. um, consistently discipling new believers and potential converts. And we, we some some of them converted and had to be baptized and we did everything in the house at home without going out. We had tap, we had a tap and we had to fill it with water. So that all those experiences um shaped have shaped our faith. So you can go on. I just wanted to give context to that. Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> and I mean, and I want to clarify, not that I equate the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit to crying alone, but there's this an, emo an emotional touch, I feel, that when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. If I think about Annie's mom, Annie was one of my students who was also a Christian. And, you know, we held on to each other because at the school, there weren't a lot of Christian students. And when she knew that she had a teacher who was a Christian, then we were able to have a bond. And her mom, when she knew that I was there and I was looking oh, yeah. out for her, her mom became my mom. She came over. She came to visit us. us. Yeah, she, she cooked all, for us. Yeah, Christian teachers. And when she would pray, she also cried. I mean, the level of being touched just by the fact that, wow, there's a 
Christian teacher here who's looking out for my daughter, there is um, a bond of faith at the school and in my, you know, amongst us. And I don't know how to describe, but I feel, you know, sometimes we take these things for granted here in America. People are not sensitive, but I feel that people's hearts, the the hearts of the Chinese, especially, they're very sensitive and they have a level of gratitude and a level of kind of seriousness for their, for God, I would say. Yeah. And they're expectant to, you know, once in the case of Annie's mom, Annie, a student, you know, her mom's heart, I believe, felt at peace knowing that there is a Christian in her school because the students are not allowed to practice religion openly. So she would even tell us to help, you know, you know, keep everything on the, because once they know that, She's actively a Christian and she's actively practicing. It becomes, it's it's difficult for the students to even deal with. So the, on that level, there's even persecution going on. It's such that it's difficult. So it's, it means a lot to them to find another Christian. And yeah. immediately they they feel, and without asking which church you go to, right. it's just, just at the level of you believe in Jesus Christ too? Right. Oh, can, can you come? Can I come? Right. Let's be let, family. Come Let's visit me. Yeah. Annie is your little sister. Can you talk with her more? Can you invest in her? And she would always say, like, meaning we are just one, one, family. one family. We are one family. Mm-hmm. Okay. She repeat, repeatedly said that. Uh, uh. Yeah, and then she. Right. And that the genuineness of her faith would touch you. It would just touch you like this. She doesn't care about all the hindrances that we put before us. I would say in the Western world, maybe. Yeah. That, oh, you belong to this denomination. Oh, you don't believe in this. Oh, you don't believe in that. Their level of bonding is simply at the cross. Mm-hmm. You believe in Jesus Christ? Oh, can we talk? Can we know each other? Can we spend time together? Can we pray together? That's where they meet. At the mm. cross, nowhere else. Mm. Yeah, and when you mentioned about Annie's experience at school, even ours, right? The level to which we could not, you know, openly practice our faith. I'm just reminded of the persecutions that are faced there. Certainly there are worse persecutions that we did not experience. People who get arrested, people, people who were in proximity to people we knew, but not anyone we knew personally being kicked out of China for, you know, practicing um, certain things. And um, that is real. But the level of uh, persecution that we experienced was not to the level of arrest and deportation, but certainly to the level of limiting what we are able to do. We weren't allowed to meet in the same service as Chinese believers, we had to have a separate foreigner service. So if we wanted to meet with our Chinese um, brothers and sisters, it had to be outside of the church. And um, And I was threatened a little bit at my school, but that's something I can And at our church, we were threatened. I can remember when the police came when we were at Mosaic uh, with cameras recording (laughs) us. and. Suddenly an experience. There were times when they said we couldn't meet. There were times when they said the we children had to cannot come. Our passports. We had to present our passports. I mean, all kinds of roadblocks, I would say. They're yeah. always trying to uh, let you know who's in control. And right. 
Let you know that this is not, you know. And also let you know that they're watching you. Yeah, they're watching <laughs> what you're doing. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah, but when we found, let's say, take Stella, for example, or even our, even Elva, some of our Chinese friends, when we saw that there was not really a ton of fear about those things, and they really are in more jeopardy than we are. As being Chinese nationals, they have more risk of harsher punishment for oh, being yeah. caught you know, preaching or teaching. And they're very well aware of that yet. Yet they preach. I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of Jessica's brother. I don't remember his name, but he was actually pastoring a church that was mixed (laughs) Chinese and American. Yeah. And I used to go minister there. Yeah. Thomas used to (laughs) minister there. Well, yeah, they stopped the whole church. Actually, they (laughs) stopped the whole church. Yeah. No foreigner is allowed to come minister here because obviously they don't want the influence. And I don't know, they probably were monitoring what we were teaching there, which wasn't anything against the government, but um, over time it moved from no foreigner is allowed to preach in this church to don't even meet. (laughs) Yeah. They closed that um, service down but the bravery of him to even preach at that church, I mean, I don't, yeah. I didn't see any fear in him. Oh, he had no fear. <laughs> and he would encourage you. If you had an ounce of fear, he would tell you, don't, don't be afraid. God is going to take care of us. Don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared of what they, the government is going to do what they're going to do. You do what God has asked you to do. And they would come, the government would sometimes come to the building and not just say, you can't meet here, but they would tear things down. They would remove things. And to hear the Chinese Christians just saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to put it back together again. All right. Yeah. We just, (laughs) and they just meet in a different building or they just get buy everything back again or get it back. Somehow everybody puts together and reestablishes the place and they're able to just keep things moving. It's never static. They're always flexible with what's going on. All right. So how do we meet in light of this, in light of that? Okay, let's, and that's the same thing we need in this season. If there's something for you listening to take away from this in this COVID season is, you know, there are a lot of restrictions being put on us, but not to be discouraged, not to be fearful, but rather to just be like water bending with, (laughs) you know, and full of faith, you know, what can we do? Okay. We can't meet in large numbers. Maybe we're meeting in houses. Maybe we're meeting, you know, in different ways and still, you know, honoring God in our homes, still meeting as the body of Christ, still praying, especially. Yeah. And still keeping faith. Well, we definitely have a lot more to talk about. We're going to table the conversation here and continue tomorrow. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into The Glory Field. The Glory Field is a listener-sponsored broadcast. If you enjoy this broadcast and would like to contribute to its continuance, please go to thegloryfield.org to make a donation. Again, that's thegloryfield.org. Thanks for partnering with us.